You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hey there, I'm Sarah. Welcome back to the No Labels, No Limits podcast. And if you joined us last week, you know that this past week and this episode are both solo casts. Um, I recorded them in the same day and I was hoping I could do both from outside in the fresh air. But as I mentioned last week, when I began, the temperature out there was already 94, 95 degrees. And I knew I was on borrowed time before my computer and the fan said, too hot, get in the house. So that happened, and I have given the computer time to cool down, and here we are again, but I did decide to take a picture of what I would have been looking at, so that is my virtual background behind me of what I would have been looking at as the temperatures now continue to climb outside. I do miss the sound of the birds and the occasional um, truck or car going by and the breeze, but I'm happy to be inside where I am cooler and so is all of my electronic equipment. I wanted first to point out something. Um, Last week we talked about the weakest link and that quote that the chain is only as strong as its weakest link and what that means. And then different times we can be make ourselves feel like we're the weakest link. It can be pointed out to us. Just some things to consider about what that means. I also think sometimes being the weakest link or having someone who you quote unquote consider to be the weakest link is a gift for us because it does make us slow down, makes us think about how we are doing things, saying things, communicating things that we could do a better job of, you know, especially if it means we are going to leave someone behind unintentionally, which isn't to say that sometimes when you find yourself in a place and you're consistently not feeling like you're in the groove and you're, you're meshing, it just might be time to expand and move on. But we're not talking about that today. I just wanted to let you know those were some further thoughts I had about that and to leave you with this thought on the weakest link. And that is that any group's dependence is on the least powerful or successful within that group. It could be a small team. It could be an organization. But when we leave people behind, we lose their brilliance, the ability for them to contribute, and we miss their unique gifts. So whether we fall or rise and are successful as a team, we do it together. So think about that. Think about yourself in that role. Go back and listen to last week. And we're interested in hearing your thoughts on that. I want to shift gears and talk about the concept of transitions. Now, I'm wearing transition lenses right now. Since I've been outside, they're still a little yellow. They haven't come back to being clear. I'll probably switch them out here shortly for my regular computer glasses so that it's easier on my eyes. But the point I'm making is that as we go from one thing to the next thing, we often need time for transition and we don't always allow it for ourselves. And there's a number of reasons we do that. Partly is because we've packed our schedule or, you know, it's just one more thing. We, we can get this one more thing in before we do that thing. Um, oftentimes we have control of it. Sometimes we don't. I'm not saying we always have control, but the more intentional we can be about putting transition time in, 
the better we feel in our own bodies, right? So we're thinking holistically, mind, body, spirit. So I don't want my body to feel constantly rushed, get my cortisol and adrenaline up because that has an effect on how my mind works, my fight or flight system, all of that's interconnected. So we're going to talk a bit about transitions. I've learned quite a bit. I was kind of laughing to myself. I have a lot of those conversations, if anybody can relate, where you're kind of thinking you're talking to yourself. Um, If the dog's in the room, that's great, because I can say I'm talking to him when I'm not. But when I took this job, this was back in the 90s, I took on a job. It was a big stretch job for me. It was an organization I was leading as the executive director. It had a budget 10 times larger than the organization I left. It had staff more than that larger. And it was in the process of growing quickly. And it had some staff that had been there a while who were super, super competent, knew way more about me, way more than I knew about that organization and certainly had connections in the community that I did not have. So I'm sitting here trying to wrap my head around the finances, the board relations, governance, all of that. Where are we? Where are we going? How is that fitting in with you know our contracts? All of that stuff. So any executive directors can totally relate to that. And I have a longtime staff member who like totally love this woman. So smart, totally different personality than me, right? So I'm there maybe a week, two weeks. I'm not sure how long I've been there. It hadn't been that long. And I've got my door closed because I'm working on these numbers and thinking through stuff. And I hear this, hey, I need to talk to you. And I'm thinking, what? I don't need, what? So I turn around. She goes, we got to get some stuff squared away here. Now, knowing her as I came to know her, she was not being hostile or rude. She was being herself. And that's just how she communicated everybody. You know, they had this whole flow going on. I wasn't part of the flow yet. But I really, I was kind of stand back. Well, I, I'm looking at numbers and now I need to interact with a human. Like really interact, listen to what she's saying. And I realized, I thought, my adrenaline's up because I'm thinking, what if I don't know the answers? You know, how am I going to respond? I wanted to, her to support me as a staff member because I'm their new ED and they loved their previous ED, all that stuff. And I, I was stunned. I just went, uh, okay. I said, but here's how it's going to go down. This was not my best self. I said, let's make a plan for when we're going to talk because I just cannot flip my switch that fast and pay attention to you. And I'm already kind of like jazzed up here. She goes, I'm just, I'm just communicating. I said, I get it. I get it. But I didn't have a transition to be ready for her. So I wasn't ready for her energy, um, her great ideas. I was just in another space, which was very small, numerical, kind of analytical. And here she was being expansive with great ideas. The two did not mesh. So I realized now that part of that was an issue of just an abrupt transition, personality style differences, communication differences. And I wished I had had that understanding, then I would have laughed less than being so defensive. And I talked a little bit about that last week about a defensive reaction. Not my best self. But I will tell you that I'm so glad that happened, because it was able I was able to say, okay, here's what I need. I didn't say this in these, these words. But I realized I need a little transition so I can prepare. 
and just be ready and be open. So that is what transition time allows me. And when I'm really busy, and I, I don't know if this is true for all of you, but I'm going to make an assumption that it's true for at least some of you, that when we're really busy, it's easy to just jump from thing to thing to thing. And I'm wondering if you do that, like I often do that without paying attention. I just think, okay, I can cram this one thing and yes, I can help that. Oh, I can hop on a call. By the end of a day of doing that, it's like these lenses, they still aren't clear, right? I haven't given them a chance to be in a quiet, dark environment without a ton of light. I'm facing a window right now. So I've, there's a lot of ambient light coming in, but I haven't given them that place to come back to be quote unquote quiet and become clear again. So I thought about that and even myself, like when I come out of work days and I leave my office, I have a home office, so it's not like a long commute, right? So when I leave my office and I open the office door and walk out, I'm, it's family time, right? There's things going on, what time's dinner, or am I cooking dinner, all that. <sighs> and honestly, if I haven't had a transition, it doesn't compute, I'm thinking, Oh, yeah. What time is? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I have thoughts about that. I haven't formulated them. So I've learned recently, I've put back in practice. I've known this. I just put it back in, in practice that I need some transition time. So that might be taking a walk if it's not too hot, right? If I grab the dog and go, or it might be sitting in quiet meditation for a few minutes or going out onto the patio. The, the tree over my corner here, the tall tree, that shade spot under it will be in the middle of the lawn later in the afternoon. It's a huge shade spot. So it's easy to sit there in a chair. The breezes always come up here in the afternoon. High desert pulls them in off the mountains. But just to sit there for a few minutes and listen and be quiet and breathe or to stand and stretch and be outside. But honestly, five to 10 minutes of that makes a huge difference. It also, you know, when I do that and I I'll be working similar to, like I said in that um, example, I could be working on numbers or something very technical, but need to go on a meeting with my team. And frankly, these are meetings I look forward to every week. Same time, same bat time, same bat channel. We all hop on from our different corners of the US and I look forward to it. But if I don't give myself a break for at least 10 or 15 minutes before that, and I just jump in from one meeting to the next, I really have a hard time. It takes me about four, I don't know, four to five minutes to really get into the group, but also it can take me a little longer to start remembering what I wanted to share or to contribute to questions that come up, not as a leader, but as a contributor, right? So with that in mind, I put transition time into my day. So that's around a day or a task kind of things, but I want to take the concept of transition a little further. You know, we set goals for ourselves, we set goals for our organizations, and we would like to have all that stuff happen right away. But I wonder what would happen if you got all of what you wanted right away. So I have a couple of long-term clients who have made huge, huge gains. If you look at them today from where they were five or 10 years ago, the core of the organization is the same in terms of its values, its mission, its vision, but the growth of the individuals within, how they work, how much more connected they are, how clear they are, all of that has evolved. And as that has evolved incrementally over time, they've totally changed many of their services or enhanced them or, or have really shifted how they deliver. So they're not doing the same stuff over and over necessarily. They're carrying the same mission and purpose, very focused, right? 
but they've allowed that space. They've made these incremental changes. They've had time for transition. But if you just took a beginning look at where they were and where they are today, it's actually much of it is exactly where they said they wanted to be, but they didn't have a clear path forward. And it was this one piece of just going one step at a time and growing into that new vision, right? So is there's that transition time, almost a forced transition time between their roles, um, either as leaders or as teammates or organizations or within the community, really within their roles and their own personal, individual, and professional growth. But that takes time, right? It takes time. And as they grow, they share with each other and you get this symbiotic kind of growth that exponentially multiplies. You know, the saying we are better together is not just a platitude, we are better together. So I was thinking about those things and we often can find folks who want to have what someone else has. Right. So someone could look at either of those organizations. There's so many examples. Right. I want what that coach and consultant has. Right. We can want that. But if we're not mentally prepared, we don't have the systems in place. We don't have our self perceptions aligned with that. Even if it came to us, we wouldn't be able to handle it. Not well and not sustainably. So I kind of think having these forced transition times. Um, is powerful. It also gives us a little bit of time to think and reflect to make sure that where we are going, the results we are getting, the life we are creating really aligns with who we are and what we're trying to accomplish with grace, with kindness, and with impact. So my caution for myself is to challenge impatience, right? So when I'm feeling impatient, I want to challenge that impatience. I don't want to force change because I will have a negative effect on long-term impact on me. And more importantly, on the people I get the chance to work with, you know, whether they're clients or partners, friends in the community, collaborators. Oh my gosh, some of my podcast guests are amazing. Well, actually, I, I kind of like all of them because otherwise they wouldn't be on the podcast. But there's just some that I've stayed in contact with and they're amazing. And I think about, you know, when we don't have that kind of curiosity mindset, you know, often called the beginner's mind, and we come and our cup is already full, we already know everything, or we think we do, there's no way we can add more to that until we either empty the cup and make space for brand new, or maybe build up a higher rim around the cup. But it takes time to do that, for that to get strong. Sometimes it's, you know, a short amount of time, sometimes it's longer, but it takes that intention to do that. So for me, I have added in very intentionally transition times in my day. When I get up in the morning, I do, I have a routine and it's basically I modeled it on Hal Elrod. If anybody knows the miracle morning and the savers practice, then you know what I'm talking about. And I do that. And then I go, I, depending on how hot it is, I will either have some breakfast and go for a walk or I'll have to do the walk and then come back and have breakfast and then transition into work. And that has provided me not only time to do my exercise and the things that I need to do to be ready to serve and be, you know, basically be helpful to people. It lets me do it with ease so that I don't feel all amped up and anxious. And the more I do that, Actually, at the end of the day, the more I've accomplished. 
and the better I feel about my day. And then I do transition later in the day. So sometimes that's just sitting, like I said, and breathing outside, going for a walk, listening to some music. For each one of us, it's, it's different. But I try to always leave myself five, 15, and if I have it, half an hour between things, which may seem like a lot of time. But boy, when I come back to my desk or whatever I'm doing, like it may be a call or a Zoom, much like this, I come back refreshed. I come back energized and enthusiastic. And if I'm not feeling those things and I don't have to come back, I won't come back because I know this is the trick. I know that when you push, push, push when it's gone, like when your energy and and all of that is gone, I'm better off to take a little more time to rest and then revisit again. So I want to leave that thought with you. And then the next podcast, we're going to talk about really that link between mind, body, and spirit as we show up at work. So I hope to see you back on the podcast next week. And until then, be kind to yourself. Remember, you've got transition lenses and clear lenses. And depending on how many times you have to change, it may take a long time for them to come clear again. So go ahead, take care of yourself, because unless you do, you won't be your best self and we'll miss out on you. All right. See you next week. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.